Siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you this Sunday. I am glad to be with you. I am entering my third year as your general presbyter, having come from the parish where I spent my first 25 years in ministry, and I am glad to be doing this work. I will confess, uh, in my first year early on, it occurred to me never again would I have to preach the Sunday the time changes. (laughs) And I was here for the 8.30 service, too. Let us, as we come into the presence of God, listen for this word as it comes to us from Luke's Gospel, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 13. I invite you to listen for a word of God for you. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Cultivate, a verb. To prepare and use for the raising of crops to foster the growth of, to improve by labor, care, or study, to refine, to further, to encourage. Let go, a verb. Relinquish one's grip on someone or something. In this season of Lent, you are trying on the spiritual disciplines of cultivating and letting go. And also, in this season of your life together as a congregation, you are cultivating and letting go. You are cultivating, in part, your own sense of leadership and place as you let go of a relationship with Derek Starr Redwine as pastor of Fairmount. It is not an easy season. 
This morning, this first Sunday in the season of Lent, we are invited to mull over Jesus' account, Luke's account of Jesus' temptation. It's a curious passage, complete with interesting characters and an interesting story arc. And you might wonder, what is here to cultivate? What is here to let go? Before we get into the meat of the conversation between Jesus and the devil, as Luke identifies him, I want to draw our attention to the way this story begins, of who is at the beginning of this story. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Let us not lose sight of the fact that the Spirit is a part of this story. It is helpful for me to realize that Jesus did not enter the wilderness alone. He is with the Spirit. As I read through the conversation between the devil and Jesus, it occurs to me that the devil didn't do his homework. He was not familiar with his audience. The devil appeals to power, position, connections, and identity as those things that might tempt Jesus to turn stone to bread, to rule all kingdoms with authority, and perform a high-wire act. In a sense, the devil is tempting Jesus to act alone. Each invitation begins with a singular address. If you are, to you I will give. If you are. The temptation here is for Jesus to act other than who he is, who he was created to be, to stray from the one to whom he belongs. The devil comes to Jesus in a time of weakness. He's been in the wilderness 40 days with nothing to eat. We claim Jesus fully human and fully divine, and I'm thinking the fully human has a hungry stomach. And even in that weakness, Jesus is not tempted to go it alone. In each instance, Jesus turns to the with. One does not live by bread alone. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. It is as though Jesus is saying, it's not about me. It's about us. It is more about cultivating the relationship with God than it is about going it alone. And that with God can be a challenging with. With implies sharing, exposure, vulnerability, partnering, needing. 
And too often our culture views that as weakness. We are to be strong and self-sufficient. We don't need anyone else to realize who we are. You rely on others? You, you value another's opinion or skill or gift? You mean you can't do this by yourself? Well, that's just pitiful. We are in a cycle where going it alone is valued, and to want to work with others is mocked. During the summer of 2016, when the Republican National Convention was held in our fair city, one line uttered got a lot of play. The portrait painted of the country was one of a nation in crisis. There were attacks on police, and terrorism threatened the American way of life. The U.S. suffered from domestic disaster and international humiliation. Factories were shuttered, and communities were crushed by poverty and violence. In response to this description, the Republican nominee for president said, I am your voice. I alone can fix it. Contrast that with the story that appeared in last Sunday's paper. The Plain Dealer reported on the economic status of Holmes County, a place where, as the subtitle read, prosperity finds a stable home in community of cooperation. Much of the community nature of the county comes from the Amish characteristic of solidarity and community. Take the process of building a piece of furniture, the article notes. Atlee Kaufman, the owner of Bent Wood Solutions in Mount Hope, buys his lumber from a sawmill in Millersburg, Yoder Lumber. His company dries the wood to a certain moisture level and then steams it to bend the wood for, say, a tabletop. Bent Wood then ships the Bent Wood pieces to a shop about two miles away, Country View Oak, a tiny business of 14 employees. There, workers combine the curved wood with other parts to complete a table. From Country View, the table is driven to one of several area finishing shops. Finally, the table is hauled to a furniture store such as Eastwood Furniture in Cleveland Heights. We love their work, said Angie Nandor, who owns Eastwood with her husband, Ron. People want to buy their furniture. Cultivating with, letting go of alone. This is the invitation to each of us personally and also to you as a community of faith. For a time, Derek was with you. 
He participated in the celebrations of your life and the life of this congregation, baptizing children and performing weddings. He sat with you in hospital waiting rooms and helped plan and lead memorial services. When you lost your job or worried about your children or had questions about faith or wondered where God was, Derek was with you. He opened up the pages of scripture, invited you to search and wonder, offered opportunities for affirmation, and helped shape the life and ministry of this congregation. And now he's not here. And for some of you, that may feel alone. As you navigate this next chapter in your life as a congregation, please know you do not navigate it alone. Brothers and sisters in the Presbytery are praying with and for you. The Committee on Ministry is ready to walk with you. As a couple of Sundays ago, you met Barbara Worley, your Committee on Ministry liaison. Your presbytery staff is available for conversation and consultation. In this season, I invite you to cultivate with and let go of alone. There's one more thing I want to draw to your attention to this passage from Luke. And actually, it comes right before it. We are, I imagine, familiar with the details of Jesus' baptism. The heavens open, the spirit descends in the form of a dove, the voice says, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And then we usually jump right to this morning's passage without noticing what comes between these two very important events in Jesus' life. For 16 verses, Luke gives us the names of Jesus' ancestors, beginning with Joseph and tracing back, son of son of, son of, 75 sons are named. Number 41 is David. There are those that are familiar, Boaz, Judah, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. There are others that if you are asked to read this passage of scripture, just read them quickly and no one will notice that you've mispronounced them. The last two named are son of Adam, son of God. And then we read Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. My fellow disciples, Jesus enters the wilderness with a whole lot of with. He is not going into the wilderness alone. 
And even though this may seem like a wilderness season, no, you are not either. Let go of alone. Cultivate with. <laughs>